Welcome to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, also known as the Corporate Socialite. In this season, we're going to be talking to some of the most successful and inspiring business leaders of our time about their journey to reaching millions in revenue. We're going to be diving into the nitty gritty of what it takes to build a successful business from finding the great idea to executing on that idea and scaling it to the next level. We'll also be talking about the challenges and obstacles that these leaders had to overcome along the way and how they were able to overcome them. If you're an entrepreneur looking to take your business to the next level, then this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's get inspired. and welcome to Leaders on the Rise. I'm your host, Lydia Pierre, and today we're going to be talking with Dr. Steve Perlman, who is really big on mindsets and also with critical thinking, which I feel is a lost art personally. So being able to have him on the show to talk about the, the institute that he launched called the Critical Thinking Institute is going to be an amazing conversation about how the mind works and how we can continue to use the mind to be able to help us to not only get further in life, but in just different areas of our businesses and things of that nature. Welcome to the show, Dr. Steve Perlman. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely, Steve. Thank you for being on. So excited to have you. (laughs) Yeah. So I would love to learn more about you and how you founded the Critical Thinking Institute. Because of course, as I just mentioned, um, critical thinking, I remember when we were younger, we used to have you'll read a paragraph or something in school. And then at the bottom, you have what they call critical thinking questions to answer. And I feel like that's not a thing anymore, especially with technology and all these things now. What was the need that you saw when you founded the Critical Thinking Institute and how have you been able to fill that need? So the Critical Thinking Institute emerged out of my work as an academic. And I was asked by a university after being in higher education for about 20 years, I was asked by a university to elevate critical thinking outcomes across the university for all the disciplines for everyone from first year students through PhD students. And that sounds like it should be something that was fairly easy to do. And there was a lot of groundwork for how to do that, but that really no one's really done that across a university uh, before. And unfortunately, things like you're mentioning, the, the outcomes for critical thinking in universities is exceptionally low. Mm-hmm. So we're finding that most education absolutely does nothing to improve critical thinking skills or if it does it does so only marginally it does not do so substantially so that was actually quite a challenge and in embarking on that challenge discovered research and new methodologies for teaching critical thinking that had not been developed before and then decided listen you know these are things that really everybody in the world needs right You know, it's not just something for people at one particular university or college, and it's not something just that people should be trying to get through their educational system. People should have direct access to this. So that's why we founded the Critical Thinking Institute. That's amazing. And I know you're devoted to the idea, like you said, that everyone needs access to elite critical thinking skills. So not just critical thinking skills, but elite critical thinking skills. Yes. Talk to us about what you mean by elite critical thinking. Sure. Well, so there you'll find other things on critical thinking on the web where people have different notions about it. And usually it's centered around maybe learning some logical fallacies or understanding a, a decision process like decision science and things like that. And those are all very nice. 
Right. But we approach it very differently. What we had to do and what I did was I looked back and I said, well, what is the way that the brain naturally approaches its thinking process from an evolutionary perspective? How do our brains do this from an organic or organistic perspective? So that it's not something that we're just creating this idea of how to how to think critically, but let's look at what the brain actually already does when it thinks. And what we found is that the brain does certain things that help it think well, and the brain does certain things that helps it think poorly, because there are things that we do instinctively that actually interfere with good thinking processes. Um, and most people don't know that, but it's really very true. So just a very simple example, our brains are naturally tribalistic. So we tend to create tribes in our communities and so mm -hmm. forth, right? We can see this in American politics right now that we have two mm -hmm. big tribes going on, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but that's natural. It's natural for us to be tribalistic because that's how we survive. People who, you know, made tribes that were successful survived and people who were outcast or had to survive on their own didn't do so well, right? right. But unfortunately, looking at things from a tribal perspective doesn't always make it right. And it doesn't always make it healthy for us to do so. And so because of that, we often have very extreme biases in how we view things because of our tribalistic thinking. And that's one very simple example. But what we did is looked at how does the brain naturally approach its thinking process and how can we help people amplify what their brains do when they think? And to me, that's really what critical thinking is. I think it's an inarguable definition of critical thinking, that critical thinking is understanding how to work your brain better. Right understand what it does and master the techniques that your brain already does when it thinks so that you think in the most elite way. Wow. Wow. I, I love it. I love it. And of course, that's a lot to process in itself, right? So, um, so, so let's, let's talk about your breakthrough inside out critical thinking methodology. Um, because I feel like that's also something that's very interesting because you say that you teach your children how to think in that space. And that's basically what you alluded to just now. When you say how to think, because people think thinking is natural. It's like just something that your brain does, right? So critical thinking, like you said, is that next level of thinking differently, thinking on another level, on just really teaching your brain how to think on a different plane, so to speak. How do you do that? How do you actually make that happen? Right. Well, there's a lot involved in that process, mm -hmm. obviously, because we have to learn so many different things. But the idea, again, is to start with neuroscientifically speaking and according to research in cognitive psychology, according to educational theory, what is our brain doing when it tries to think yeah. and how do we get it to do it better? So let me give you a very simple example. OK, and, and kids can understand this. We teach this to kids as well. Right. Okay. okay? So um, if you have an idea in your mind okay your brain it's not quite this simple but your brain creates wiring for the ideas and neural pathways for the ideas that you hold okay mm -hmm. and for things that you for actions that you do and so forth and that's really what we think of as expertise when we have enough wiring around something our brains process it more efficiently than people who don't have expertise in that because with our brains are experts brains you literally have more wires to think about that kind of thing than other people do okay, okay? but there's a problem with this and the problem is that, let's say, you know, I always use this as the example, I say, you know, let's say you believe that the earth is flat, your brain's going to have a wire for that thought. And it's not really one single wire, it's a complex web of stuff, but it really, there's some hard wiring there. Right. The problem is then if I show you something that says the earth is round, which it is, uh, then you're going to try to look at that 
Earth is round information with your wire that says that it's flat. And you're going to say, well, how can I do that then? How can I look at that objectively when I'm looking at one piece of information through the lens of another piece of information, right? Mm -hmm. We can't do it. It's actually very hard. And that's why it's very hard for people to change their minds. It's very hard for people to think critically and objectively because we use the wrong wire to do it. But here's how we trick the brain, okay? Okay. We trick the brain into thinking better, not by trying to change the wire that's there, but simply by adding another wire. Okay. You can make that other wiring bigger and better than the first wire. Okay. And then eventually the first wire will, will, will sort of fade away and it'll get overwritten. But what we do, and the only way to do that, what scientists have figured out is that merely looking at information that challenges an existing idea that we hold doesn't change that usually for most people. If we get people to make an argument temporarily, just as an intellectual exercise, to make an argument in their own words mm -hmm. for an alternative idea to what they think, then they will build a different wire for that new idea. And then they can use both wires to think about the subject matter better. So in other words, if I were to show you a picture that the earth is round and you were to say, I say, give me three reasons why you think that this is a good piece of evidence. And you say, well, you know, it clearly shows the earth from space. Mm -hmm. uh, it was taken before there was Photoshop. So probably it wasn't Photoshopped, right? And photographic evidence is fairly reliable, right? Now you have made an argument in your own words for it that argument creates a new wire in your brain and now when you want to think about whether or not the earth is round or flat you can think more critically about that mm -hmm. because you're not just using one wire to do it now you've got multiple wires to look at that problem okay so essentially you 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 become you, you actually become your own like you change your perspective by creating another perspective i feel like that's challenging though and i, I guess you're saying it is it is challenging it is. And that's why most people don't think critically as much as they could. But these are very simple techniques. And there are so many of them that we teach. There are very yeah. simple techniques to learn how to do that. Because imagine if, so if you're an entrepreneur, right, right, and you're trying to build a business, well, you have one way of looking at that, that you built wires for looking at it a certain way. Well, any one wire is limited. Any one perspective is limited, right? right. Even if you even if you have a good head on your shoulders, even if you kind of know what you're doing, you're still limited. Don't you want to be able to think in the broadest possible way about what you're doing? Don't you want your employees to think in the broadest possible way about what you're doing with your business and how to succeed and look at things from different perspectives? So that's one example of how we want to train people in mm -hmm. these simple techniques that help them to do things better. And it's all based on how the brain works. Right. Now, I feel like, and I'm, I'm going to ask this and hope I'm asking it correctly, because um, it sounds like you have to desire to want to think critically in the first place, because if if you don't already have the mindset that you want to think critically, then you won't be able to even comprehend or put yourself in a position to think in a way where you have two different perspectives. You have to have the desire in the first place to want to be objective. Yeah, obviously, people have to want to think better if they're going to think right. Better, right, for sure. Just like you have to want to exercise if you're going to exercise or what have you. Right. It's the same thing. But here's the thing which is really cool. When our brains solve problems, when they think, they actually release neurotransmitters that make us feel good. And they actually release neurotransmitters that also tell the brain to build wiring around those new thoughts and problems and solutions. Our brains like to think. And if they didn't like to think, we wouldn't be here because we, would, we wouldn't have thought our way out of the problems that would have killed us already as a species. So we enjoy thinking. 
And so when we teach people to think, it's a pleasurable thing to think better. Their brains like it. Wow. That's that's a very interesting way to put it because, of course, problems were here before. Problems will always be here. But like you said, we were able to think our way out of those because it's evolved, it's changed. And I, I know you have a quote where that we you kind of base some of your things on your, your mission-based organization um, is that we cannot solve the problems of today with the same level of thinking that created them. And I love that quote. Um, and for you to just say just now that we actually thought our way out of those, let's talk about third world problems and things like that. I mean, those are thoughts that became things that became solutions and things of that nature that helped us to be able to live the lives we're currently living. That's why we've evolved in food, you know, because as a species, Mm-hmm. We're not very well equipped to survive out in nature. We don't have, you know, we're not faster than the predators. We wow. have bigger teeth than predators. We're not stronger than predators. We would evolve in food. The only advantage we had was that we could outthink them, right? Wow. Now, that's our main tool as a species. It's the main thing we do. And what's weird about it, though, if you think about it, is it's our main skill, but most people don't know how to operate their own brains in the best way. Right. Isn't that weird that as a species, if this is our main attribute, we still right. don't know how to use it to our best advantage. Right. But that's what we're trying to do with the Critical Thinking Institute is keep people up to date and teach them the techniques that scientists have figured out for how we can maximize the use of our own brains. Right. And, and why wouldn't we want to do that? What better advantages could we have for our success in life and for solving the problems in the world than using our brains to their greatest capacity? I mean, when you put it like that, Doc, I mean, (laughs) it just, it makes complete sense because like you said, we would have been food. That's right. Like absolutely would have been food if if it wasn't for the way we were able to think and figure out because we wanted to survive essentially. So we saved ourselves using our mind because we wanted to be here and continue to be here. And we keep wanting to be here with everything like global warming and all these things happening. We're finding ways to outthink those even natural <laughs> um natural things that are happening the pandemic all that we had to think our way out of all of those things in order to k- keep surviving and we need to think our way out of our personal problems as well you know yeah. people who are starting a business how could not how could thinking better not be a greater advantage for that because right. whatever problems you're facing today in your business you don't know which ones you're going to face tomorrow mm. right and what greater success comes to your business than being able to foresee problems coming down the road and solve them better than your competition can do so. And that all depends on how well you think and how well your employees think. Absolutely. Talk to us about the programmings that you you provide within the Thinking Critical Institute, because I know you have the Critical Thinking Institute. I know you have a program for adults as well as a program for children and being able to get them while they're young. That's amazing to be able to help the youth and and kids and teens to be able to have those brighter minds and better futures, which is the program that you have. Um, That really sets us up, even as adults, to have a better future because the children are our future, essentially, right? So That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, So people think critical thinking can't be taught to kids. And I'll tell you why it can. It can because our methods, again, work on how their brains naturally work. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you can teach a kid to throw a ball, uh, why can't we teach a kid how to think better? Because it's still using their own bodies in ways that are natural to us. And actually, in some ways, kids pick it up better than adults do because they don't have preconceived notions about what these things are. And we're able to wire them for life to be great critical thinkers, Mm -hmm. which is so exciting. 
So the way our programs work, we have a program for adults called Critical Thinking Mastery. We have a program for kids called Brighter Minds, Better Futures. Both cover really the same content. Each delivers a, a video a week or a video or two a week, okay? One for the kids is animated. It's a character talking to a brain, learning about critical thinking. Oh. Okay, they have a little dialogue, a little animated dialogue. And the other for adults, you have to look at me talking about critical thinking directly instead. I think the kids program is better for everybody, actually, right. because I just think it's a cooler program. But they both cover the same material. And so if you're an adult, the adult one's a little more efficient, gets you the information a little more directly. It's a little more economical for your time. Right. Uh, but both give you roughly the same information. And they start from the beginning and build the brain up right over the course of a year to the point where at the end of that year, we literally again, teach you how to change the structures and functions of your brain to maximize the good things that your brain does for thinking and become an elite critical thinker while minimizing the things that your brain wants to do to interfere with your thinking mm -hmm. because it's doing those things because it thinks it's going to help you survive in the wild, but we're not in the wild anymore, right? Mm -hmm. So we're doing both of those things and it's really about giving you the skills, giving your kids the skills to think critically in any area that applies to anything you're going to do. It's not just about thinking here or thinking there or building a new product or anything. It's about everything you do in life and having it for the rest of your life. Right. Now, Doc, can you pass down thoughts and ideas? Because like you just said, we're not in the wild anymore, right? And so why would our brains try to interfere with some of our thought processes as if we're in the wild, if I've never lived in the wild or never been in the wild? Where is that? programming coming from? Well, we have to remember that in the scope of human history, we've only been out of the wild for a, a blip of time, mm. really, right? Just a couple hundred years that we're not really still just living off the land uh, and you know, hunting and gathering for our survival. It's only been you know a couple hundred years that we've done that, uh, maybe a few thousand at best, right? Uh, okay. So so with that in mind, for most of human history, for most of the time that our species has been here on the planet, we've had to survive very differently. Yeah. And so our brains haven't caught up to oh, those wow. changes yet. Okay. They're they're still operating in an old operating system, mm. in, a, in a way to put it, right? And they haven't caught up to the fact that we have a new computer out. We have new situations to deal with instead. So... That's really why we're facing this problem. It's because our brains haven't caught up to where we are yet in terms of modern society. And they're still operating in many ways on an old operating system built for making sure we don't get eaten by a bear. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, riddle me this, Batman. So if, if we're still catching up to some extent, how about those in our population who are the geniuses, right, who are marked as geniuses, such as the Albert Einsteins, who were ahead of those, you know, those thought processes, because now we look at them as if they're mad scientists or, you know, or crazy, because essentially a lot of us haven't caught up to that way of thinking. How do they balance that, like thinking so far ahead that it's almost outside of the scope of what any of us can fathom and be, is that kind of what makes them feel like, like a little, you know? <laughs> well, there's certainly some very high functioning people, right? right? Um, and, and that's great. And what we find about geniuses is typically they have a particular kind of insight into a particular area that's very unique. 
and usually works out well, you know, and, and they provide an insight into the world that we haven't had before. And that's wonderful. And there are other very high functioning people in the world as well. But something that's so important to understand is this. Research shows us that there's a difference between being smart and thinking critically. They don't necessarily go together. They're not necessarily the same thing. Obviously, you know, some very smart people are going to be some better thinkers naturally, but they're not the same. They're very different kinds of things. One is an innate power of your brain to do things. The other is how well you've trained it to do that, right? So, for example, um, you know, some people are faster than other people when it comes to running, right? Some yeah. people could naturally run faster than others, okay. right? Okay. But no matter how naturally inclined you are to run fast if you want to be a competitive runner you still got to train it right right and if maybe you're not the fastest person in your school or in your community but you start training you can become the fastest or at least one of the fastest right mm -hmm. thinking's the same way some people might be naturally more intelligent or have more brain power in certain regards than other people just like some people might be faster than other people mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you don't need to train the brain to get the most out of it. So even if you have someone who might be a little bit more intelligent, they could be, think what they could do then if they really get the training in critical thinking, right. how far could they go then? And I think here's something else that's really important to note. In my experience, I taught for 30 years, uh, work with a lot of educators and kids and so forth. And here's what I think is so important to note as well. And it's a shame. Our educational system is not built on teaching thinking. And what, what we've seen is that so many people really are capable of so much more than we give them credit for. Right. Because school only taps a very small portion of the brain. Typically, it's just working on memory in the hippocampus and small areas of the brain. Mm -hmm. Right. Recall. And there's so much more that the brain can do. And when we unlock that for kids and for everyone, they're capable of doing so much more than they ever thought possible in their lives and thinking so much more complexly than they ever thought. I mean, people are just amazed at either what their kids are suddenly able to do or what they're able to do themselves because it's just a matter of teaching the right exercises and the right practices mm -hmm. to get people to unlock what's in their brains that hasn't been tapped before. Right. And it's such a shame that we're not doing that more across the world because think about what kind of world we have. Wow. Wow. And I, I am literally trying to think about it. And I'm wondering, is are we scared of it? Are we scared of our power or the our ability to think on that level? Like, what will we do with all of that information? You know, like, are we do, are we, like you were saying, interfering with our own process in order to survive? Well, ourselves? I think there are some individuals who are nervous about whether or not they can really do it. And I can tell you, everyone can do it. Can mm -hmm. think better and learn these thinking skills. It's not hard to learn because it's your own brain. You're just learning what it does and how to observe it and exercise it better. But uh, it is true, I think, as a society, especially here in the United States, that we haven't built a society that values thinking as much as we could. Mm -hmm. We value innovators in certain respects, entrepreneurs and so forth. But we don't necessarily do as much as we can to place value on teaching everyone to think. Right. And our educational system wasn't built that way. Uh, in fact, there, there were some very specific decisions made around the turn of the previous century okay. around making our educational system not do that. Okay. Uh, because they thought everyone's going to be working in a factory. And if everyone's working in a factory, but we teach them to think for themselves and be independent and be able to come up with ideas and so forth, they're not going to be happy working in a factory. No. So let's not teach them to do that. 
And what a shame. I think it's I think it's the one of the greatest crimes that our society has committed against its people. Maybe not the greatest, certainly, but it's I think it's one of the greatest crimes that we've we've taken all these young minds, mine included, right, with so much potential, and we haven't given and we intentionally, as a society, I guess again, this was you know, over 100 years ago, created a system of education that wouldn't let that flourish, that wouldn't let their minds flourish, that would suppress their minds in certain respects and create followers instead of leaders and independent thinkers. And that's a travesty of incalculable scale as far as I'm concerned. Wow, wow. So I'm trying to reverse it. I was going to say, you took it right out of my mouth. So I was like, so your mission is to undo all of that and to reverse it through the Critical Thinking Institute. That's right. Wow. So you're 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 essentially trying to change the world. Absolutely trying to change the world, one mind at a time. One mind at a time. That is amazing. And and it can happen because if you change one person's mind, they could change someone else's mind and change someone else's mind. And it just becomes this just it just becomes this this thing that just kind of just propels itself, you know, and just kind of really a domino effect of magnitude proportions like you can even fathom it right <laughs> well i really to be honest and i'll on a personal note i did it for my son my son's 12 okay and uh not only did i want to i find a way to teach him all the critical thinking skills that i teach adults which i built the children's program but also because his generation he's going to face problems that we don't know about yet mm. and we're not going to be there they're going to have to solve them yeah. Right? And and if I want him to live in a better world, then I have to have people around him, as many people as we can, who can think critically and solve those problems to create a world that's better. Uh, so it's a little selfish. I want a better world for my son, but I really want a better world for all kids. Oh, that's all. That's amazing. I love that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great way to to think about it. Look, now I'm going to be thinking like even the word think doesn't hold the same meaning for me anymore just in this small time frame. That's amazing. If you're anywhere on some kind of corporate ladder, can you think of anything that will empower you to advance your career more than being able to think better than your colleagues? If you want to stand out as a problem solver and as someone who develops ideas that get noticed, then you'll want to go to the Critical Thinking Institute's website where you can find critical thinking instruction that's based in neuroscience and that will help you no matter what field you're in. Visit thectinstitute.com and learn more about Critical Thinking Mastery, which is the program that makes elite critical thinkers out of teens and adults. Go ahead and use my promo code, Luxury Mindset, all one word, and get 15% off, which means you can get a year of programming for under a dollar a day. So what are you waiting for? Don't delay, start thinking critically today. So now the, the premise of the show, of course, is Road to a Million, right? And as you just stated through the, the context of our conversation is that as humans, our, our biggest asset is our mind and our ability to think. And we've been able to think our way out of living in forests and climbing trees and things of that nature. So how much more can we think ourselves into or out of a space where we feel like we are not financially free, right? Like we're not experiencing financial freedom. So essentially we can think our way into becoming 
a millionaire or whatever that looks like for each person individually, they can think their way into that space, right? Name for me any business that didn't succeed or fail based on the thinking of its leadership. Oh, right? That, that's that is exactly that's really what it comes down to. Anyone who's starting a business, anyone who wants to have a successful business, it is going to live or die based on the decisions that you make for it. Right. Right. That it's that simple. And and the decisions that your employees make for it. You can look in the analogs of all the failed businesses, of all the bad decisions that were made on the road to their failure. You know, uh, uh, inability to see what's coming, inability to see new trends, inability to best the competition, inability to understand what people really need or their changing needs or how to best shape your product or your message or what have you. Right. Right. It all comes down to how we're thinking. Absolutely. This is the universal skill that we all need in life, not only just to be successful in our businesses, if we're entrepreneurs or to be successful in our careers, if we're not entrepreneurs, but to be happier, to find the things in life that are meaningful for us, to be better parents, to be better friends. It all comes down to how well we think. And if someone thinks that's not true, then I should ask them how well they think they're thinking that, right? Do they know what their brain did to have that thought? Yeah. Right. Um, because if we can understand what our brains are doing when we're making these decisions and how to make better decisions, then we have a better chance wow. of success. Wow. It's it's even as you're talking, it's like because you're you're the very thing that we need to do. We're using the organism that does it to try and convince us to do it. Right. Did that come out right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Because so that's it's like how then so. How do you think your way into thinking? Because it's your brain. You you have to literally trick your brain. That's but it's still well, your brain tricking your brain. <laughs> In a sense, that's true. Because there are different parts of your brain that are sometimes fighting each other. Okay. To create thoughts. Okay. So we, we really are teaching the brain how to trick itself or how to trick your brain in certain ways to look at things differently. So the example I gave with the, the wire that says that the earth is flat, that's your belief, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason your brain doesn't want to change that belief, it comes back to survival again. Your brain believes, everyone's brain believes that whatever beliefs we currently have kept us alive. Right. right? We're alive. I think the earth is flat. I have that wire, but that with belief, hold, having that belief, I'm alive right now. So it must be a good belief. Right. Your brain doesn't want to change it doesn't mean the belief's right. It doesn't mean it's really keeping you safe or making your life better. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. So how do we change that belief? Well, fighting it actually makes the brain fight back. But building another wire on the side where we just make an argument for why there could be some other perspectives, now we can start to think about that thing better. And we so tricked our brain into rewriting that wire and believing something different. Oh my gosh, that was so simple. Right? But it makes complete sense. That that was wow. Wow. It's, it's just, so many wow. simple things like that that people just don't know about how their brains work. And once we start to understand it, that's not hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. There's nobody listening to this who then can't say, if I'm looking at a problem and I think a certain thing about it, or I, I think a certain way about it, I should run my business, that now I understand that my brain is going to fight changing that and it's going to distort my ability to be successful. But I can now articulate a few reasons why another perspective is good, which doesn't mean I have to believe that other perspective. It doesn't mean it's right. I can just articulate out loud a few reasons why another perspective might have some value. Then that will empower me to think about the whole issue more completely. Right? So we learned that took us five minutes to learn that. 
skill, right? You practice it, you get a little better at it. And there's nobody who can't do that. And that can make everybody a more successful entrepreneur. Listen, I'm going to go take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go take over the world after this conversation because it's it's mind-blowing. And now all these words sound different to me. Mind-blowing, thinking, all that. It's just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all different now. It's just because it's really that simple. And it, it's even the word critical thinking makes it sound like it's more than it really is in a sense, because it's really simple. That's right. It's very simple if we know how to do it right. And and the, the great advantage that we have, the thing that we can do that no other species on the planet can do is that we can think about our thinking, right? All organisms think to a certain degree, we yeah. think best. But the best thing that we can do is we can think about our thinking. thinking. And if we can think about our thinking, then we can learn how to think better. Yeah, and which is thinking critically. Right. And that's it's not hard to do. It's just knowing the right things to do. It's knowing the science behind it. Yeah. Right. And, and that's why if you go to a site and you learn some logical fallacies, you learn what a non sequitur is or something like that, it's not going to really help you think better. Because you're not changing your brain function. You're not understanding your brain function. It's good to know logical fallacies. It's good to know when someone makes a a poor argument and how to identify the flaw in that argument. That's great. That's a good thing to know. But it's not really teaching critical thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And and all these other things, design thinking and and ideating, all these other kinds of systems are also nice, but they're still not really looking at how does the brain work? How can I operate my brain better? What's a better operating system for my brain? How do I know what it does and how can I maximize it? Mm. And then that applies to everything we do in life. It does. It really does. And that that's why it's good to have other people's perspectives because that helps to at least become a catalyst for the, the critical thinking. So you can see another perspective and kind of look at both sides and things of that nature and just really, wow. Right. <laughs> Don't we want to be able to use our brains in the most effective way? Is there anything more valuable for us in that right nothing i can't think of anything because that's the thing that creates all the other things that we do yeah absolutely even the phone that has yeah even the the very phones the devices that have keep people from being critical thinkers someone critically thought about it and created it (laughs) that's right that's right a lot of critical thinking yes yes that's amazing that's amazing so doc how does someone get involved or be able to get your training and teaching how do they do that. Go to the ctinstitute.com. That's the ctinstitute.com. That's the Critical Thinking Institute website. Okay. And you can see that you can purchase the program for kids or you can purchase the program for adults, whichever you want. Um, and, and here's the thing that, and this is very important to me. Okay. Two things. Um, mm. It's not expensive, you know, for it's under a dollar a day oh. for this training. And if you think that people spend thousands or or tens of thousands, or even hundreds of thousands of dollars on a college education right? that doesn't teach direct critical thinking skills. We want to make this available for everybody because I don't think it should be thousands and thousands of dollars for people to do this because I think everyone in the world should, should do this. So we try to pre-price it at a very reasonable price point under a dollar a day for this kind of training. And that can change your life. And if you're an entrepreneur, think about what what that minor investment is and how much financial reward it could bring you down the road when you're trying to develop your business. If you can make a couple better decisions, even just a couple of key decisions, you make them a little bit better right. to make the difference between success or failure, much less, you know, all the poor decisions you might not make along the way. 
So I think we it was very important to me that we put this at a price point that was very affordable for everybody, uh, because I think this is something the world really needs. Absolutely. And I think it, it also positions you to trust yourself a bit more because at the end of the day, if you if you trust your thought processes, then you become more confident and more bold and able to be able to present as your best self, the best version of yourself. So it helps you all around. That is such a great point because I, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur myself. I had another business and the stress of it is significant, right? Yeah. Because we're so worried that we're making the right decisions or the best decisions. And I can't promise everyone that you're always going to make a perfect decision, no matter how much we train you, because no one's perfect. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you will have the confidence at least that you know, that you've gone through good processes right. to make that decision. You exactly. know, you've used your brain to its maximum capacity to make the decisions that you're making. It doesn't mean you always make perfect ones. No one will, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you'll make better ones and you'll know that at least you say, okay, at least I know I went through a good process to make yes. this decision. Yes. And that works in every area of your life, dating, marriage, all of that. Like you can trust that the decision you made to marry your spouse even was a good decision That's right. because you thought about it critically before you made the decision. You didn't just end up in the situation. So you're able to just trust that. You can trust the person because you trusted yourself when making the decision. Right. Or with parenting or, and think about this. Don't you want your, if you have kids, don't you want them to make the best decisions in their life? Right. Don't you want them not to make the poor decisions that you made? We all made some poor decisions along the way. Right. right? If we get these kids critical thinking skills earlier, right. Imagine what they can do and the good decisions they can make for the rest of their lives. It stays with you for the rest of your life. For the rest of their lives, if we're able to do that for them early on in their lives. Right. And imagine the peace that you experience knowing that they have the tools to do so. Yes. Because I've heard, I don't have children, but I've heard that it feels like your heart is just walking around outside your body. Oh, it's crazy. I realized, you know, the main thing that I need to do for my son, as soon as I became a father, I said, wow, you know, the main thing I need to be able to do is give him the capacity to make good decisions in life. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the thing that, you know, more than anything else, it's that he has to be able to survive. Right. and, and be successful. That's my biggest responsibility is to make him be able to be successful and right. work, whatever that is for him. You know, I don't mean necessarily as become a doctor, but you know, just successful and happy, whatever that is for him, that's all going to rely on the kinds of decisions he's able to make right. and how well he can think going through life. Yeah. So you have to give him the survival skills so we can, this is what helps us survive. It's right. so simple. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's, it's, a, it's our main survival skills thinking. Yeah. Still wow. today. Wow. It's just wow. instead of figuring out how to, you know, how to defeat the bear or not get eaten by the bear, we have to figure out how do I have a good relationships? How do yeah. I have a good business? How do I, what kind of things are going to make me happy? How do I think independently and not think as part of the crowd and just do what the other kids are doing or the other people are doing because they think it's right, right? Right. This is what our main survival skill is. It's wow. thinking. And, and amazingly, it blows my mind, but it, it's because the science hadn't been there. We haven't learned how to operate our own brains it's, yet. And the science has only come out in the last 20 years. Man, all the words I've heard, like you can't, you, the people don't think for themselves. And all of it has a whole new meaning for me, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It really does just after this conversation. So, um, yeah, if you, if you see me out here, just... <gasps> <laughs> rising like crazy you just knows you have something to do with it <laughs> oh, i love it thank you so much what a compliment
Absolutely. Absolutely. So if anyone wants to learn more about how they can start thinking critically and how they can be part of the Critical Thinking Institute, visit the ctinstitute.com. You'll see there that he has all the information about the programs, how they can support your organization. There's tons of resources. And I see that you have an advisory board. Um, are you looking for people to advise and help you think critically or are you just kind of pretty much set? Uh, well, we're always looking for people for the advisory board because they, you know, we have other experts in the field. We have the Best Teachers Institute. We have the uh, Cracking the Learning Code Institute and so forth. And we have people there who are uh, looking at what we're doing. We consult with them and who also endorse what we're doing because they see the importance of it and the value of it for the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I'm definitely going to see how I can be part of it for less than a dollar a day. People, you can start thinking critically and and then that's the, that's the best investment you can make in your own mind. I mean, because after that, you're going to make that money over and over and over and over and over again. That's right. I think it's, I, I think exactly as you put it, I think it's the best investment anyone could possibly make in themselves. Yeah. Right. Or in anything is in your own brain. Yes. You know, what, what, what better investment is that? And what would it be worth? I think what we're, what we're offering is worth an incalculable amount of money. Right. We don't right. want to charge that much, but I think it's worth tens of thousands of dollars mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. what we're doing, because what's more valuable than investing in your own brain and being able to think better. Right. right? Right. But it's important to me. It's so important to me because it really is a mission to change the world that this is affordable for everybody. We don't just want rich people to be able to think critically. Right. We want everyone to be able to think critically. Right. And then maybe everybody will be rich. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least more happy. Or at least more happy because it's not about the money at the end of the day. Right. If you're just able to. Yes, I, I like that. Just being able to think your way into happiness, because like you said, you're, you feel better when you know what you know. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, doctor. I appreciate it. It was an amazing conversation and really opened up my mind. Um, and I really am excited about thinking now. I really, really am. Thank you so much. What a wonderful conversation. I had such a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. Again, everyone visit the ctinstitute.com to learn more about how you can work with Dr. Steve Perlman and to be able to start thinking critically. Until next time on Leaders on the Rise. Thank you for listening to Leaders on the Rise, Season 2, Road to a Million and Beyond. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you found it helpful. If you did, please leave a rating and review on Spotify or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. We have some amazing guests lined up and I can't wait to share their stories with you. Until next time, keep rising.